Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach Rob Riles here with another programme. Today I'm going to talk about a guy called Jed Davis. Now Jed has got so much to offer us as coaches of the beautiful game that I felt stimulated for a long time to talk about Jed's work and I've read some of Jed's books I've read some articles about Jed and his thoughts on the game and his philosophy never fail to impress and I'm absolutely certain that you will be nothing but helped in an enormous way and facilitated to be a better coach and have your ideas of the game and your thoughts on the game completely expanded by exploring Jed's work. And it's a great privilege and a great pleasure to be able to share this with you because it's had a real impact on my own thought processes. Um, at the time of recording, it's pre-season. And I don't know about you guys and ladies out there, but this is the time for me when I'm always thinking about well, how am I going to impact the people and the young players that are going to be under my care this season? How am I going to impress them in terms of getting the right messages over? I don't mean impress them in terms of myself. I mean impress on them, really, what the key messages are that I want to get over, what the real, real diamonds are that they can take away and take on board and take into their being so that they can achieve their maximum potential in the game. And Jed's work has really impacted my thought processes in the last few weeks. Now, if you haven't heard about Jed, um, look him up on the internet. You will find all about his work. Jed's an author. He's a football coach. As far as I know, he's published a couple of books. One, Coaching the Ticket Tile Style of Play which I haven't read, I must admit. And the other one is called The Philosophy of Football in Shadows of Marcello Bielsa. Now, I have looked at this book. I've started reading it. I've read sections of it. And it is one of the most comprehensive books on coaching that I have ever come across. It's not, I don't find it an easy read. And that doesn't mean it's not worth delving into. In fact, I think that that challenge means that Jed has put so much work into it. So um, he's, he's an author, he's a thinker, he's a philosopher on the game, and he's got so much to offer. And I want to share with you a, a couple of key things that I absolutely am certain will help you on your journey. And um, Jed's philosophy is, or this particular part of his philosophy is all about penetration. 
And it's a comparison of penetration against possession and why penetration trumps possession every single time. And one of the one of the examples that's given in terms of Jed's work, and this is referenced in a book that I've previously mentioned, I think it was on the previous episode, um, where because Jed's highlighted in Josh Fager's book, The Real Giants of Soccer Coaching, and I've read the sections on on Jed in this book as well. And I can't recommend Josh's book highly enough. It's it's a great read, as I said last time. But one of the one of the things that separates Jed, if you like, is and, and Josh highlights this is the the story that comes from uh, a book again, a book that was recommended to me by Steve Rutter um, in Streetlights and Shadows and. This is a a little story, if you like, where there's a guy or a lady who loses their car keys and they, they lose them in the house and they can't find them. They know they dropped them in the house, but uh, all the electricity's off and there's no, there's no light in the house because the electricity's off. So the guy looks out the window, the lady looks out the window and they see that the street lights are on. So... He then goes out to where the the light is in the street and starts to search along the ground. And then somebody comes along and says, um, what are you looking for? And the person says, I'm looking for my car keys. So they search a little bit more. And then the person who is helping says, well, are you certain you dropped them here? And the person who lost the keys says, well, actually, no, I didn't. I, I lost them inside the house, but the light is better here. And it... I have to admit, it took me a little minute to think about it, but the story is analogous to looking in the wrong place for what it is we want. And I think we're often guilty, if I can use that word, of looking for what the answer to what we want in obvious places. And the obvious places may give us obvious answers, but they may not give us the right answers. And the example that's thrown up is is the, is the classic one of the of the 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 tikka the the Barcelona style of play that everybody in the game recognises. That um, almost it's almost as if it was it's never been seen before. But it it was probably taken to a new level by the Barcelona team, Pep's Barcelona team, who dominated possession and. Many people in the game then took that philosophy and took that standard and decided that because it worked so successfully and because of all the beautiful aspects of it, then decided that that was the way forward. And what Jed says is that actually just by looking at possession and looking at the statistics and seeing the 68, 70s and 72% possession stats that absolutely overwhelmed people at times and overwhelmed other teams will actually not give us the right answers as to what the answer to the conundrum of successful football is. And in light of that, Jed talks about penetration over possession. And we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive into that. Now, Jed is so, so confident in what he says and I think that comes from his research, his reading, and his and, and him being so well travelled. He's 
worked and studied in the US, I believe in Canada, in the UK, in Estonia. So I think he's well, well educated to give out an established point of view, if you like, with, with an awful lot of foundation as to why it is penetration over possession. And in order to explain that, or, or the starting point for Jed is, it's not what, the question is not, what is your philosophy? Jed's confidence is underlined by the fact that he says, what is the philosophy of football? Because he says that the successful philosophy of football is penetration and not just possession. And he talks about breaking lines all the time. And, and that reminds me of so much of a guy called Noel Blake, who I work with with the uh, England youth teams, who constantly talk to his players, as well as his amazing defending coaching and, and his overall game understanding often talk to his players about breaking lines and that's what Jed Davis is talking about as a as a key element in his in his philosophy now Jed talks about a a thought process or a philosophy on the game that has specific objectives and if we and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work it out. But if we look at what are the objectives of the game, well, the first one has to be, number one, it has to be to score a goal. So if you can score a goal, then that has to be your highest priority. It's, it's no good passing the ball to another player if you can score a goal. So number one, score a goal. So what then and this is Jed's thought process, but what then is the second priority? So if you cannot score a goal from where you are, the positional situation that you're in, your second priority is to get the ball to somebody who can score a goal. And as we know in the game, in coaching, that's called an assist. So now we call that an assist. It never used to be called assist, now it's called an assist. So the second priority is, is an assist. So if you can get the ball to somebody who can score an assist, Second priority. It's no good passing the ball back to somebody else if you could have passed it to somebody who could have put it in the net. So therefore, what's the next What's the next objective? If you cannot score a goal, if you cannot get the ball to somebody who can score a goal, what's your next priority? Well, according to Jed, the next priority is to what he calls assist the assist. So get the ball to somebody who can get the ball to somebody who can score. So if you cannot score and you cannot get the ball to somebody who can score, give the ball to somebody who can give the ball to somebody else to score. So that's called assisting the assist. So according to Jed, those are the first three priorities in order of what to do to achieve successful football. Now, above and beyond that, Jed goes into a deep dive into what the the next level of objectives are. And he talks about, after much analysis and consideration, that the next objective is to get the ball into what he calls specific spaces. So if you can't score a goal, you can't assist, and you can't assist and assist, then you need to look at getting the ball into specific positions. And he lays out numbers one to six 
of where it is the best position to get the ball into. So if you can't assist the assist, number one, get the ball behind the opposition central defenders. That will give you the best chance of scoring a goal. If you can't get it behind the opposition central defenders, get it behind the opposition's fullbacks. So it's behind their defensive line, but it's out wide. If you cannot get it behind the central defenders or the fullbacks, then get it in front of the central defenders. So it's central, but you've only got one line of defence to beat, or two if you include the goalkeeper. If you cannot get it central, get it in front of the opposition's fullbacks. So it's you've got one defensive line to beat, but you're not central, you're not in front of the goal, so you have actually probably got to get the ball central, or you've got to score from an amazing angle. If you cannot get the ball in front of the fullbacks, then get the ball behind the opposition's central midfielders. So break the line, or break the midfield line, but break it centrally. And if you cannot get the ball centrally behind the midfield line, get it behind the midfield line, but get it wide. So he talks about breaking those specific spaces into those six subcategories of decreasing success from one to, or decreasing effectiveness from one to six. Now, Jed then goes on to talk about, I know this is quite technical um, because it's tactical stuff of probably the highest order. And if you're thinking, blimey, you've lost me already. Don't forget, I've got the benefit of having read Jed's philosophy and have the benefit of having the written word in front of me that I can reference and read back to. And I'm not reading this out per se. I am just sharing what I think is a phenomenally uh, a phenomenally complex situational philosophy that Jed has uh, has distilled into something that's amazingly simple that you can utilize, but it will take reading and it will take learning. And all I want you to do, and all I'm hoping to do is to stimulate you to go and find this resource and research it for yourself so that it becomes part of your philosophy, which is, I'm sure, what Jed would like to do. It's not about me just telling you what Jed said in the hope that it will work for you. It's This is all about sharing knowledge and, and layering and layering and layering knowledge. It's not my knowledge, it's Jed's. And I'm passing it on because I think it's real, solid, quality, groundbreaking stuff. The way he, certainly the way he's put it down and the way he explains it. Okay, so we move on and he talks about, well, that's all well and good, but you're playing against an opposition who are going to do absolutely everything they can to prevent you from achieving those things. They're going to stop you scoring. They're going to stop you getting assists. They're going to stop you assisting assists. And they're going to try and stop you getting the ball into those specific spaces. And they will do that by doing what Jed terms three things. They will get compact horizontally. So they will narrow off. So they defend the central areas of the pitch, if you like, and reduce the spaces in between the players, in between the units. So the intra-unit spaces are narrowed. They will get compact vertically. So they will reduce the spaces between the lines. So there will be a smaller space between the defensive line of your opposition and the midfield line of the opposition. And they will also create layers in between, for example, their midfield and defence. So they may have 
a staggered midfield where they have a, a deep-lying central midfielder who is actually in between the defensive line and the midfield line. So they will do those things, those three things, to prevent you getting the ball into those key areas. So then Jed logically just goes on to say, OK, if that's the scenario, we can't score, we can't create an assist, we can't assist an assist, and we can't get the ball into those six key areas, what are we going to do? What is our philosophy of the game? Well, our philosophy, if the opposition are compact horizontally, compact vertically, and have layered themselves, and they, that is what is preventing us penetrating and creating assists and goals, then we need to move the opposition vertically. So we increase the vertical spaces. We need to move the opposition horizontally to create more spaces between the individual players in the units. And we need to reduce the layering or the staggering effect by moving the opposition around. And if we do those three things or one of those three things or two of those three things, increase their vertical spacing, increase their horizontal spacing, reduce their staggering and layering, we will create spaces. And we can penetrate and hopefully score, assist, assist and assist, or at least get the ball into those key areas to move on to the next priority. Now, I know this is wordy. I know there's a lot of information, but honestly, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And if you've got it written down in front of you, you'll be able to see and you'll be able to to actually get this checklist. And it's not a simple, it's not just a checklist. It's a way of actually distilling what it is we are trying to do in the game as a tactical philosophy, no matter what. Because that's what a philosophy is. It, it, it's, it almost overrides or encompasses, if that's a better word, the situational specifics of the game. Because no matter what the situational specifics of the game our philosophy, which is if the, the definition of philosophy is a, you know, as a, is a fundamental knowledge, understanding and, and providing a guiding principle for what it is we're doing. So if we've got this fundamental knowledge body or body of fundamental knowledge, which is a guiding principle and it's complete or as complete as it can possibly be, it will guide us in all our decision-making, no matter what the situational specifics. Now, nothing's ever perfect and things do slip through the net. And that's why evolution, you know, that's, that's what evolution is all about. So that is what Jed's philosophy is. Now, moving on from that, there, there are, Jed, Jed's worked in Canada and, and there are references in, in and around Jed's work to studies done by the Canadian FA. Now, I can't vouch for these. I've not read them, not seen them, not looked at them. But they, uh, some of the, some, some of the um, written word, the written word around this is saying that some of the studies indicate that there is a, a direct correlation between the number of penetrative passes that a team makes and the success in the game, i.e., the team that makes the most penetrative passes wins the game or more accurately does not lose. Now, how, how robust that study is, I don't know. And it's something that we can take a deeper dive into and, and look into in the future. 
And one of the terms that, and this I believe comes from um, Pep Linders, uh, who has coached Liverpool first team. He talks about his advanced platforms, something called advanced platforms. And advanced platforms are is a term given to a position whereby your team creates a penetrative pass, i.e. breaks a line or takes opposition players out of the game and the ball goes past them. So they are no longer between the ball and the goal and you have possession in that situation. So those are advanced platforms and there are coaching practices and games where they utilise points and a point system for creating advanced platforms as a way of teaching this philosophy of getting this into their players. I think it's fantastic. Moving on again, in terms of the philosophy, this penetration and, and possession philosophy. Jed talks about a continuum whereby at one end of the spectrum is possession. So let's just imagine that at one end of the spectrum, at the absolute extreme, and obviously this can't, can't happen in practice, but one team has the vast majority of the possession. It can't be 100% because there has to be a kickoff if we score a goal. So let's just say that one team has this absolutely phenomenal, overriding, massive amount of possession at one end of the spectrum. And at the other end of the spectrum, and that's a possession-based game. At the other end of the spectrum, let's say your team has a philosophy of get the ball forward quickly, play long, and if you like, if you understand the terminology, pick up the bits and try and score from there. So you might not have many touches. You have one touch where the centre-half lumps it forward, one touch where the centre-forward gets it down, and a third touch where your little striker pokes it in. So three touches and a goal. And you have 30% of the possession in the game and win the game. Now that is a a non-possession philosophy on the game. Now what Jed talks about is that he's not commenting on whether one's right or one's wrong. What he says is he talks about having control of the game. And if you have control of possession... He argues that you do not necessarily have control of the game because the opposition might have control of the key spaces. So let's say you control 70% of possession, but 30% of the time the opposition you're playing against have the ball in key areas and from those key areas create success. Then they control the key areas of the game pertinent times and that philosophy by the fact that they score from those key areas because having the ball in key areas is more likely to produce goals than just having possession because if you've got possession in your own half in your defensive third and you're passing the ball across from one side to the other side in in that classic U-shaped arc maybe into the midfield and back again to, to move the point of attack and if it's done slowly it's not effective then Compare that to having the ball quickly and get it into these key areas where you can get assist in the assists and assist in a goal. Then obviously one is more successful than the other. So Jed talks about being at the point on the continuum of neither being on the extreme of having possession and not being on the extreme of playing 
uh, hope football, if you like, and just punting it forward and hoping to pick the bits up, but creating purposely that penetrative possession to control the key spaces. And the last thing, the last thing that Jed talks about in terms of this philosophy and in terms of taking it into your coaching practice is how to do that. We've already mentioned those advanced platforms and utilizing games to teach those advanced platforms. But Jed talks about using practice scripts and creating mental models. And again, we'll revert back to that to, to another continuum. Let's say you've, we've got another continuum of a game, of the game of football or, or of a coaching practice session where on one end of the, or one extreme, it's an extremely structured, well-ordered situation where the pictures are simple. Everybody's where they're supposed to be according to maybe a manual. And it's obvious what the most effective thing to do is. Now, by teaching those kind of scenarios to young players, you teach them mental models of what the best thing to do is in a certain situation. If, and that's what he calls a well-ordered scenario where you can put structure in and you can educate players what to do specifically that will create the best result. Go to the other end of the spectrum where you've got what Jed talks about as complex situations or complex scenarios whereby it's not so obvious about what the best thing to do is because it's it looks messy. It's more complicated and there are players in positions that makes football the game that it is because it's so multifactorial that the thing that will create the best result is a specific decision for that specific scenario. But that specific scenario may not be one that's ever specifically or particularly been covered before because it's it's unique and those happen all the time in the game. And the more times people go through them, that's why that's why experience is what it is, because the more you experience, the more mental models you have, the more times you've seen it. And it, yes, it's all subconscious, but you react to that quicker because it's not something you haven't seen before. It's the same with driving. It's the same with any skill set. The more you experience, the more you get. And Jed talks about teaching players specific structures to deal with simple, well-ordered scenarios and teaching them through effective decision-making how to deal with complex structures. So that, that, that kind of for Jed answers the, or is a philosophy that goes towards the answer of, do you be really structured with players when you're coaching them? And he says, yes, you do in certain scenarios, but you, if you are just totally structured all the time, that's fine in certain scenarios. But once the game starts and you put a, a team that's been structured all the time and has had no, no exposure to more complex situations then they will break down because they will not know what to do now i know folks there's a phenomenal amount of information that i've passed on there and i knew before i started that i was going to have to try and be as succinct as i can and i hope i have been we've been through who jed is and why i believe jed's philosophy 
it is it can be so valuable for us. He talks about penetration. He talks about those key priorities of what to do and what the best thing to do is at any particular given moment in time and to keep reviewing those into the game. He talks about those key areas of control. He talks about, and we've mentioned the advanced platforms and controlling those key spaces and where to position yourself on that continuum, if you like, of control and complexity in terms of teaching your players. I don't think there's there's many things in that require me to say again, look, this is something that honestly I can't say enough. Take a deep dive into some of Jed's work, go and check his, his work out and see what you can take into, into your game because I've really, really enjoyed uh, reading Jed's stuff and I've got so much out of it. And um, I'm looking forward to... Uh, looking deeper into it because there's more lots more stuff of Jed's work that I've not not been into yet so I'm really looking forward to that I hope that's helped I hope that's been really valuable to you and um, it, it certainly has to me it's Rob Riles it's leader manager coach if you want to check out the website it's robriles.co.uk uh, the podcast leader manager coach if you think this is great share it with other people if you want to um, say anything to me or you've got any, got any thoughts on the on the subject Catch me on LinkedIn or send me a message to the website and um, we'll catch up. All right, listen, as always, appreciate your time. Bye-bye.